hey, hey, welcome to the Wax About It podcast, where we uncover all of the behind the scenes action of waxing and much more. I am your host, Asha Marie, an entrepreneur in the ever-growing field of waxing, skincare, and hair removal. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning into the Wax About It podcast. Here with me, Asha Marie. Do me a favor, really quick. If you don't know already, we are at Wax About It on Instagram and Facebook. So you can go ahead and join the little community that we're building. Also, really quick announcement I do want to thank you all for the support for the orders in the wax locker storefront that we have online now. So uh, we have this new coffee mug. Well, it's not a coffee mug. It's like a coffee stainless steel travel mug. It's my favorite. So thank you for the orders. Thank you for the shirt inspiration ideas. So if you haven't already, go on there and look and take a peek and see if there's something in the wax locker that you would like. One more thing I would like to announce is, drum roll please. Did you know that Sunday, April 22nd was Vagina Appreciation Day? I wanted to record something and post it like beforehand or on the day of, but like I couldn't get in here fast enough. So we were so excited to find out about that like a few days beforehand. So what we did at the salon was we ordered some vagina designed cupcakes, specially ordered (laughs) from a local baker, and they were a hit. Who knew that the artistry could go so far? It was just so accurate and every cupcake looked different and unique. And I just thought it was a really cool way to, you know, shower our guests with some love. So I like the idea of being able to do fun things for our clients because it just makes people excited about coming back, you know, implementing something that they don't know anything about, a surprise, bam, you get a free cupcake or a raffle or just something, you guys. Like try to, if you're not already, engage your clients. And that's something that I'm learning to implement more in my business. So just a quick little tidbit tip for today. Okay, y'all. So we have a special guest today, honey. She is the leader of the wax gang. She is doing karate on vaginas. She is a platform artist and educator, and she also is an award-winning waxologist. You guys, this is Tara Whitaker, a master waxologist who owns the Waxing Spa in Jacksonville, Florida. She's been waxing for over eight years now, but she's been in the beauty industry for over 20 years. So she won number one in Brazilian waxing at the Skin Games, which is the largest waxing competition internationally right now. And check this out. She won two years in a row, so she knows her stuff. So you guys are going to have to tune in, turn it up, listen, and see what she has to say because she's doing something right, obviously, but she's leading the industry and making a name for it. So without further ado, Miss Tara, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your journey in the beauty industry and how you transitioned as a master waxologist. Awesome. Well, good morning. My name is Tara Whitaker, and I am a esthetician by way of cosmetology. I have been a licensed cosmetologist for 23 years, and I kind of transitioned into the aesthetics part the last eight years. 
So I also I own the Waxing Spas located in Jacksonville, where we do all things waxing from head to toe. And I have another co-worker there named Tracy. So she handles the skincare element part of the Waxing Spa. A little bit about myself is I am a beauty shop baby. My mom has been in cosmetology, well, has had her own salon and been a licensed cosmetologist for the past 40 years. So I actually grew up inside of the hair salon when my friends would be sleeping on Saturday mornings. I would be in the salon sleeping up hair, being my mama assistant, bringing her water, blow drying. And everybody always would be like, oh, you're going to be just like your mom when you grew up. And I'm like, no, I'm actually not. But the way she had it turned out, I actually, the opportunity presented itself when I was in high school. Uh, we had a trade school there and I was a transfer student. And one of the only classes they had available was cosmetology. And it was so weird. So it was like, I am actually am falling in the steps of my mom. So when I got inside the cosmetology course, I was like, well, I, I really don't want to be a cosmetologist, so I'm just going to kind of just make it through, not really put a whole force, a lot of effort. And it was so funny because the lady, the director of the cosmetology program was the deacon's wife at my church. So that was crazy because when I was growing up, you know, you can't act up in school. If somebody told you that you acted up in school, your parents, and you was getting in trouble. So the mere fact that my teacher was the deacon's wife, it's like, okay, well, I can't have acid because she's definitely going to tell my mom. So it kind of shaped me and mold me to actually groom into the cosmetology field and Still, again, did not want to be in the profession, and it was 12 girls in my cosmetology class, and only me and another girl ended up passing. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe my fate is cosmetology. So I was a, a platform and educator for a hair company um, named Nairobi. I had won, me and my cousin won two hair competitions back in that time. It was called the Golden Scissor Awards. So we both won, uh, we won $10,000 twice. And then I just kind of got burnt out. It was like, you know, I had my salon. My clientele was great. I reached the top. I always wanted to be an educator and a platform artist at hair shows. I did that. And so when I got finished doing my clients, you know, it really was no self-fulfillment for me personally. So I was like, well, I love the beauty element of my field. But let me see if it's something else that, you know, I could kind of give me a spark back that I was missing from doing hair. So I was like, well, I like getting my nails done, but I really don't like doing nails. And I, I like getting my makeup done, but I really don't like doing other people's makeup. So I said, well, let me try the aesthetics part of it. So I didn't have no idea. Of course, I waxed brows before, but never any body parts. And I got hired part-time at this very upscale spa in Columbia, South Carolina, where I'm originally from. And there, they taught me facials and waxings and, you know, kind of, I was very, at the very beginner stage, you know, <laughs> they believed in me. That's all I can say. And so they kind of got me going on the aesthetic part of it. So I did that in South Carolina for probably about like a year or two. And then I wanted to move to Florida. So when I moved to Florida, I was like, you know, I, I like facials, but that's not really, I really didn't like like doing facial so I said let me just see if I can find a place that I can just do body waxing and so that's how I ended up up in Florida at a it was a new waxing center but 
it's grown to like be one of the, the biggest ones here in Jacksonville and surrounding areas. And so just kind of got, when I was working with them, I started at the bottom again and just worked my way up and I became one of their top black wax tech. And then I became one of their top trainers and I helped them open up numerous locations and train their girls. And then it was just kind of like management started changing and then, you know, I wasn't getting paid what I'm used to getting paid. And you know, I always say, if I got to look at your cootie and your booty, I need money. It's just the way it is. I love my job, but I get paid me. So I stepped out on faith. I, I always say my husband allowed me, but he didn't allow me, but he allowed me to quit my job. I found out I was five months pregnant a surprise baby, and I just was like, first of all, I could not make work these people hours having a baby, and then not only that, not making the money that I was used to, you know, I was bringing home like eight to nine to a thousand dollars home a week, but you know, we would get paid 10%, so that was nothing to what I was bringing to business, I just stepped out of faith and my husband, you know, I quit my job, opened up my new waxing center by myself. And with the waxing center that I worked at, you know, I was on a non-compete contract. You know, it's a lot of up and down about that. Some people say it's valid. Some people say that it's not valid. But I just knew that my destiny for what I was doing that God had for me, I just, I took it to the lawyer and they said it was valid, but people were saying it wasn't. So I said, I'm just going to, Follow the guidelines of the non-compete because I know once I get past that, I'm going to be bigger and I don't want nothing or nobody from the past coming saying, well, you owe us this or you didn't follow that. So once I got finished with the non-compete, it brought me to where I am today, you know, owning a waxing, my own waxing center, a seven-time award-winning esthetician, and everything is going great with all things waxing. Questions. <laughs> Let's do it. I love it. Yes. Okay. So rewind. You said that you became one of the most popular black waxers there. Do you feel like that made you stand out to a particular pool of clientele? I actually think it did. I really did. So there, even though it's not about race or anything like that, you know, we had one girl there that she was like the top white waxer. And then I came up in the ranks and I feel like I would just say the waxing is definitely beneficial for the black girls. You know, not that playing no other race, but I always try to educate our black girls. I hear it's much more coarse, kinky, coily. Shaving does us no justice. So I really try to educate. And I'm going to be honest with you. When I, when I was at the upscale spa that I, I worked at in South Carolina, it really opened my eyes. And again, it's not about race, but it's just the reality of life as, as we see it. You know, in the spa, I saw so many other races outside of blacks that would come get massages. They would come get facials. They would come get waxing. Like, they would take a better, I guess, method of self-care than I felt like us black girls did. So when I saw that, that really was eye-opening. I feel like with our culture... We really wasn't educated on those type of things as much of a lot of our history as African-American people. Right. The soft life, as they call it now. 
Because the whole life, even through history, you know, we just had to work and grind, break our back. And what is taking time off for yourself? What is, you know, I got to be a mom. I got to do this, you know. And I try to educate. And, you know, some people, they don't want to rock with it. And I say, that's fine. I mean, I'm a, mine's going to be smooth. If you want to go look like Chicken Crunch, go ahead, my girl. I try to help you, you know, but... I definitely think by me being a black top waxer, it definitely drew in a whole clientele. And to be honest, when I left the the waxing center, they were upset. Yeah, I would be too. Because think about it, even with like hair, I know that I trust other women of color with my hair on my head more than someone else just because I know that they can relate or that they understand it themselves. So I think it's the same thing, like you said, for waxing our hair too. And it, it was so crazy because I, I had worked at this company and I had seen numerous, like, people come and go and, like, you know, they really didn't give them no stress. But when it was five, girl, that, that, I almost had a lawsuit against them, you know, just because they was trying to, I don't know if they were trying to keep that clientele that I had built up. Of course they were. Yeah, I don't know if they were trying to, like, thought on my name but it was a wild time and you know the thing that I always I even tell people that I know like as long as you have done your part been a great person done your part you can throw thought on my name all day but the people who really know it, it's not gonna block my blessing so it was crazy girl they was because I was pregnant they was calling my clients telling them that oh well she's no longer with us because she's pregnant like they try to throw it on the pregnancy then it was like Oh, she moved back to South Carolina. And, like, my clients were like, what did you do? It was just wild. And to be honest, it really hurt my feelings because I had really given this company, like, my true self. Like, I really was training their girls properly. I really was doing my part, waxing properly. And that's an unfortunate thing about working with a job instead of them saying, you know what? You have been a great employee to us, and we are proud of you, and we wish you much success on your future venture. They tried to sabotage me. <laughs> you know what I think? I wonder, like, is the size of the company, it probably doesn't make a difference, but I wonder, like, do the people up top really care? No, they don't even know my name. So why are you acting like this? I feel like God puts me in positions and it's up to me to analyze and understand the, the message that he's giving me. So when I actually got with this company, girl, they were a small, like, four rooms. And I'm so grateful for it because God allowed me to watch this company grow into this big, like they have like 10 locations now when they just started out very small, you know, and so I was able to meet, like get to know the owners and they knew me, but at the end of the day, it taught me, it don't matter if they know your name, it's about business. Exactly, exactly. And it it sucks for, like, people who actually put their heart into what they do because everybody doesn't feel like that. So you just got to pick up the pieces and go rebuild and become your, like you said, your true self in that. And let God bless it. Without, like, a lot of corporations, they don't come from, like, how, like, you and me started at the bottom. Now we're growing up to our own business. Like, we have a passion. Like, the owner, there were two males, and how he got in the industry was he has a friend, like, in Paris, Italy, or Brazil. It was somewhere that do a lot of wax, and that's how he got connected into it. So, at the end of the day, it really was just about the business. 
you know, like even with me and my business, when I grow, you know, I want to, I have commission now, but I want to be able to have a space that when my coworker or my employee feels like they're ready to go on booth rent, I don't want to lose you. So I would rather us have a good relationship. And now you can transition into a suite room instead of looking like I just want to build those type of relationships and working in that type of corporate show me that they don't try to build those type of relationships. It's all about the money. You can come, you can go and so it's definitely interesting. Girl, we are so aligned. We think so much alike. <laughs> That's right. And it's good. And like I told you, so I like to connect with people. I want people. This is the kind of people you need around you. This needs to be your friend group. Amen. Girl, so you know I got to ask this question. Yes. Where did the phrase, I do karate on vaginas come from? So one thing about the skin games that I told other girls that I talked to, one of the things I loved about the skin game was when I won last year, like I said, I've been in the industry for 23 years. So I come from where there was no social media. There was no Vaguero, Booker, all these. I think Style Seat was just coming out or whatever like that. So a lot of the business was from word of mouth or, you know, you booking your appointment. So when I won the skin games last year, Nobody wanted my card. Like they wanted like my IG. They want it's like this whole new world thing. And so when I went back, I was talking to one of my clients or whatever like that. And I was like, girl, I gotta find, you know, this catchy, that's what people want, catchiness or whatever like that. And she was like, Girl, you do karate on vaginas, you need to say that. I was like, you know what? I do do karate on vaginas. <laughs> she was like, girl, you be doing and I was like, you know what? I like that. So that's actually my client. She came up with, we was in a service and just throwing off stuff. And she was like, girl, you do karate on these vaginas. So I was like, you know what? That's what, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> this is hilarious. Yes, right? Which I actually do. The Kung Lee, Kung Fu, and like, done. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, you got to take it and run with it. Like, that's the best. When you get an idea from a client or somebody, that's the best, like, idea. Just take it and run with it because it's real. It's authentic. You didn't just try to, like, make something catchy to attract people. Like, that's what you really feel and do. That's right. So, yeah, my clients, I definitely owe them, especially in Jacksonville because literally, girl, did not compete. So, imagine five months pregnant, not really able to promote you know and so with I'm not my non-compete for two years and advertising so my third year I had almost a thousand clients in my database just off word of mouth yes yes I tell people like I'm a rock with the social media but the old school way is always word of mouth that is so true exactly that is so true and I don't even think I have anything to add like that's just I co-sign. Let's talk about the skin games. You won twice in a row. So what was your experience like competing twice? Like, for example, the first year, what was that like? How many people were you competing against? And then when you came back the second year, did people know you? Were they scared? How did that go? Okay. All right. So the first year, I always have to tell the story because it's, I mean, God is just, I just feel so anointed in my life right now. So. Uh, the skin game. So I just moved up to Jacksonville where I've been here. And so I'm always 
trying to find different ways to challenge myself or just do different things. So I know in the hair world, you know, they got all these competitions, shows, classes and stuff like that. So I said, well, let me look and see what the waxing side happened. And I just like Google waxing competitions or whatever. And so the skin games popped up. So this was like uh, 21. It's 21. So I'm like, okay, well, cool. I'm going to check them back out. I want to go check them out. So December of 21, I was like, because it was 22 was coming in. So you know how you make all your your goals for the year, what you want to do. So, you know, I to take three professional waxing classes, even though I'm a bomb-ass waxer, but a leader is a learner. You understand what I'm saying? That's a word. If you can't learn, you know, so I'm always open to that. So I had my list and I was like, I'm going to go to the skin games this year. So I was like, let me Google and see where they're going to be at. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like Jacksonville, Florida. And it was like, girl, I went out of out of Google, came back, because I'm like, it's no way in hell that this play, this this competition is going to be held in the city that I live in because they go all over the world. Like, they, Cali, you know, that we was in Atlanta this weekend. So I was like... Yeah, I thought they were always in Cali. You no, know, every year they find a different area to have it at. So... That's why I was like, wait a minute, is this a joke? Like, even telling this story, I still remember the feels like I cannot believe. So I'm like, okay, well, cool, that's great. I ain't even got to travel. I'm just going to go and watch them or whatever. And so when I said that, God said to me, he was like, why would you just go watch? And I'm like, because I've never waxed it in a waxing competition before. And I'm like, yeah, I done competed before. I know the whole atmosphere of a competition but I've never seen the waxing competition. I've never been in one, you know, whatever. So he was like, what do you have to lose? And I'm like, you know, I really don't have nothing to lose. You know, he's like, you scared of losing? And I'm like, I lose it don't make or break me. I'm a winner all the way around, you know, whatever. So you know, I ain't never scared. For real. So I was like, you know what, F it. I'm just going to enter in it. So I can't remember the fee was two or $300. So mind you, that was December. The competition was in February. Oh. So I literally threw myself off a bridge. Like, for real. Like, just epic. Go in there. So I went there, and then during the registration, I met this guy named Steven. And Steven was so nice. And not knowing, Steven was, like, one of the... He is the son-in-law to the lady that owns it, Miss Jennifer. And so... Just like all these connections, it wasn't just regular people I was meeting. Like I was meeting the top people that run this thing. And so Stephen was so freaking nice. That's one thing I can say. Like everybody at the skin games, have you ever encountered people that were so nice to you? Like, are they really that nice? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the skin games was. Like it was so crazy. So Stephen was the first person I met. And then his wife, Taylor, she was competing. I didn't even know they were married. So me and her just talking. So got there, I went to the competition, and so I was like the one of the first people because they was waiting on other people to come. And so the, the girl was like, well, do you want to just go ahead and do it? I was like, okay, sure, or whatever. So I worked with waxes that I normally never wax with. One is W Aesthetics by Monique. She owns Emigrant Wax down in South Florida. A great, great, beautiful, very luxurious wax. And I use hers for the leg, which it was kind of weird because I never had worked with it before. So I'm like, okay, I got to make it do what it do. But it ended up working out beautifully. Did the legs. Then I would did the brows. 
and then we did the Brazilian. Okay. Mm. So when it came to the award ceremony, I was sitting there like my husband, like he was like, You already won. And I'm like, You don't know that, but thank you or whatever like that. He just <laughs> like I already can feel it or whatever. So when they called the lady, they called the uh, first and then the second on the leg and then I won. So I became the lead waxer of the year. So then the brows came, I didn't play. Because one thing, I'm a great brow artist, but that's not my strongest point as a wax artist. I'm not a brow specialist. I don't want to be a brow constructor. I, I just do good brows. So I wasn't, I was kind of bummed, but not really bummed about it because that's not really my thing. Mm-hmm. So then, they, when the Brazilian came up, they called it first, the second, and then I won. And I was like, what the shit? What is going on? Like, what the-? I knew I was good. And I think that year it was 40, I think it was like 42 girls. So then I'm like, okay, okay. So then I'm like, if I want to, then I got to win West Artist of the Year. And girl, she called me for the West Artist of the Year. And I, it just was so mind blowing. So I won. Never entered any waxing competition. Had never done anything like that. Won three categories, all categories except for one. Mm-hmm. And it was so crazy. And it just taught me to believe in myself. Amen. You know what I'm saying? That's why I encourage everybody throughout my whole life. From we moved to Florida, I met my husband a year. So that was crazy. Moving to another state with a man, you're only known for a year. Mm. Then quitting my job, six months pregnant, then taking a leap of faith, joining the skin games. All those factors had just shown me that you got to step out on faith. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I got chills. You don't know. Yes, because it's that deep. Because you spiritually connected, so you can understand that. So, so when people realize, once you said, now, it's crazy. It's Scary as hell. Okay, I don't want nobody to say. Stepping out of faith, stepping out your comfort zone. Just, but you got to believe in it. And that's just one thing. Everything that I stepped out on faith, I trusted God. And it's been some tough times. I ain't going to say it's always been easy, but the reward has been so great, greater than anything that you could ever have in your life. So that's why I tell everybody, never took home everything, right? So this was, I didn't have no social media presence. So I won $3,000 with the skin games, and I want to go blow it, girl. I'm trying not to go to Miami, get this body done, and feel a <laughs> So tempting. <laughs> and you live in Florida, so yeah, seven-hour drive, probably six for you. Yeah, it's five, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but I was stewardess and what, you know, the God told me and I took my money and I invested it back into my business. Yes. I hired me a marketing guy. I hired me a branding man. I did photo shoots. I did all this stuff. I'm sorry, you know, building up my social media. Got on here doing these reels, which at first I was like, I don't know about it, but now I be having fun with it. I'm like, give people an outside or really truly see what your wax tech, their personality is. Yes, yes. So that was the first year. So yes. then when I came back the second year, I'm not going to lie, girl, I have more respect for like Floyd Mayweather, Beyonce, like people that have won multiple awards because you think just because you won, like, no, you got to come back 10 times. Mm. Because the first year, I just won our pure talent. 
I just literally went and did what I do every day in the salon. I mean, in the studio. So the second year, this year I had over 90 girls competing. I had some pretty bad-ass wax technicians. I ain't going to lie. They was good, you know, I, and I give them that credit. So with this year, my talent is already there. Nothing I can, I really can do with that. I took me some camps. I took me some boot camps. I played with different waxes this year because to me, a competition, I know people like you crazy, but a competition to me lets me step outside of my waxing studio and do stuff. Because again, it's not about winning, it's about the experience for me. So I tried different waxes. I took a brow, brow's not my strongest. I took a one of the top, she's my client too, one of the top brow artists in Jacksonville. I did a boot with her. Like I legit invested more into the skin games this year. And that's one thing I like to say. It's like the skin games helped me bring out the best in me. Ooh, so you were literally training. Yes. Like Rocky Balboa background music. <laughs> yeah, for real. I literally trained. And then the thing about it, too, is one thing about me is I am a strong, true believer in supporting small-owned, black-owned, and women-owned business. Like, I support them before I buy anything else. So last year, I won with Honeycomb Wax Company, and it's made by Esthetician out of Arizona. Mm-hmm. And by winning with them, girl, they have an award-winning wax now, so they flew me out to ICESC. I can't always get the up, but I flew out. They flew out to Vegas. I was working at a booth with them. And so this year, I ended up using um, Pretty Girls Get Wax. Yep. Yep. She's it's black owned, woman owned, and small owned. She's out of Memphis. And I used her black wax this year because I had a whole color scheme. So I had my rubber jacket. My studio colors is hot pink, black, and silver. So Everything, my wax was black. I had a hot pink wax pot. Everything was branded. My model had on all the branded shirts, my IG, my her skirt, boots, everything. So this year, it was more about branding because the talent was there. And it was so crazy that you asked that question, like, did people know me? Because when we got back after our day from the skin games, my model got in the car with my husband. She was like, your wife is a celebrity. She was like, it was so weird because it kind of felt like that. She was like, oh, I've been following you. I've been wanting to meet you. Like one girl, she was like, I was scared to talk to you. I'm like, girl, I am the, you ever be scared. I wanted the best home down friends, you know? So the skin game definitely has changed my life, business. I met so many great people. Like last year, we friends now. One of the judges was Cardi B, Renee. That's Cardi B eyebrow artist. So it's, Connects was crazy, and so he's like, I got to get you out here to Cali because he do brows. He's like, I want to train you. I want you to come. I haven't made it yet just because you how we talked about mom. It's a whole planning, but that's definitely on the checklist. And then I won Brazilian Wax Artist of the Year again, the two-time reigning champ for Brazilians, which that's my jam there, so... Congratulations, girl. Everybody needs to give you your flowers. I mean, if they haven't already. But when I looked into it, because I've, I've known about the skin games for a few years, but I didn't know it was as big as it was. So when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I should have did this. I should have went. And now I'm just like, watch. <laughs> Honestly. I'm rooting for you. I'll support you a thousand. If it ain't this year, two years, listen, that I definitely want you. It's a- I'm saying it's an 
serious. And then now, like, they're getting so much bigger, like, Easy Wax. They just join as a sponsor. That's one of my favorite waxes made with Tunrika. That's yeah. You know, they just got on with Zanti Zenti Lynn, It's like a, I met them at Vegas. It's a body scrub, ingrown skin. So it's definitely now. Like I don't know if I'm I'm coming back. I don't know if I may try to see about being a judge. I don't know whatever it is. Like I definitely recommend in some shape, form, or fashion that you get out there. What advice would you offer any future competitors? The branding is important. I think that you need to make sure you zone in on your craft. Just because I feel like us as white artists, if you're true to yourself, you know where your weak points are and where you could do better at. Whether it's even like making your strips look more even or how you pull it or just trying to zone in on your craft. You got to just just do you. You can't be like nobody else. You can't worry about what the other person is and you just zone in on your craft. And I think that would definitely set you apart. That's really good advice. It sounds so exciting, but like to hear that you, you said it changed your life. Like that's, Ooh, that's encouraging. It is. And it's so crazy. And my clients say, when I tell you they is so proud, it's so they tell an air. They come into the studio because we actually moved into a new spot now. And so, like, as soon as you walk in, in the door, all the trophies on display. And girl, they got to make their videos, and they got to tell it. Oh, you go to her, but your esthetician ain't a seven-time award-winning. So, at the end of the day, I get the satisfaction of my clients. You know, I am nothing without them. Nothing, nothing. I can of my life. I cannot take care of my child. And, you know, and that's one thing that I always try to keep it in the industry with my clients. I know so many people doing the deposits or doing whatever you feel like you need to secure your business. But at the same time, I don't ever want to get too big that I forget that it's about the client. They are the one that's truly supporting your lifestyle. So that's one thing that I definitely try to give my clients their props. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like, yes. And also something else that I do at, at my studio is not only do I hold you accountable for your time, I expect you to hold me accountable for my time. So if I run over, I get my clients discounts all day long. Mm-hmm. And because their time is just as valuable. I cannot expect them to respect me and my time and then expect them just to be like, oh, I'm running over. Okay. You know, that's not fair. So. I do try to do a 10% off discount if I run over my, because everybody got a 10-minute grace period. I give my clients a 10-minute grace period. I have a 10-minute grace period. If I run over, then I'm offering them a discount, whether it's $5, 7 $10, because I just truly believe I want to build a lifetime relationship with my clients. I don't care about no $5, $7, I make more money by having you come back and be a repeat client. So if I piss you off, that's not going to be good for me, you know? So sometimes, you know, I run over and I am OCD, but if I ever miss hair or or you see something I left, you call me. Don't you? I ain't going to give you no attitude. I ain't going to give you no problem. Like, no, let's make it correct. So I love that. And that's why I think that it's so important to attract your ideal client because you can be on the same page with that. That's right. And that is very, very true because even like I look at my clientele, like 
I don't require deposits at my studio. I do require a credit card on file. So if you do a nine, if you no show or if you cancel under my time, then that's what it's for or whatever. But my clients, they respect it. And I guess that's because I had a clientele that I want. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have that don't respect my time, don't like just a little, you know, a little ratchet, however you want to call it. So definitely the clientele that you have and the atmosphere that you put out. And that's why branding is so important, right? <laughs> that's right, for sure. What's mm-hmm. I love how we just brought that full circle. <laughs> that's right, for real. <laughs> So I got to circle back and I got to ask you, I don't even know if you have any, but you probably do. Okay. What is your worst waxing horror story? Ah, okay. I'm going to tell you my worst, 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 worst. And I'm grateful that this is, it's kind of bad, but it's only been like the one bad. Some friends that have accidentally got waxed on a tampon string and if so I but I'ma tell you one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a trainer at the Waxing Spa, we was in this room. Any training, they normally send out an email to clients that, you know, if you want it's a free service, you know, you have to book the time and the service that you want. And so we had this guy. We was doing a Brazil man training. And so it's really crazy with the Brazil men. Because, you know, I always tell everybody when they're like, how can you look at cooties all day, you know, woman vagina? But I always tell them it's nothing sexual between a woman. You understand what I'm saying? Stay on my table. I don't have no sexual feelings for you. You don't have no sexual feelings for me. So we just doing what we do. Yeah. But when it comes to a man, you really don't know what sexual thoughts are going on in their mind. That's like that's the that's why I can see why some people prefer not to do Brazil men, but then it's a whole market out there that is actually some decent men. So we was doing three of us. It was me. It was a new training girl that they wanted her to follow me because you know I was really busy. So all the times it go back to business. They didn't want to have to take me off the book that much, you know. Right. We need you here, but we need you there too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but they wanted a trainer like me. So I was training another girl that was going to be doing like some of the morning trainings as well. And it was a new hire girl. Now, the guy, he got hard. And it's weird when you say that it's not uncommon for a guy to get hard. And it's actually easier to whack a man when they are hard. But um, it's like, why are you hard, though? Yeah. You're like, okay, but what's going on? So we was doing the service, and we was like to him. And when I tell you this man start ejaculating the volcano. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. And, I mean, it would not stop. What was his face? Did you look at his face? He was like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. This never has happened before. But the way he said it, it clearly has happened before. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can trust Somebody is sure embarrassed. Like sarcastic. Yes. I mean, it was not stop girl or whatever. Like, yeah. It was very disgusting and it was embarrassing. And because my professionalism wanted to go out the damn window, I want to be like, what the F? But I got these other people in this room looking at me. You know, so it was weird. So 
I was like, well, I'm going to give you this napkin and let you clean yourself up and we'll come back and finish. So when we went outside, I told them, I said, listen, I do not get paid to clean up none. Right. Try to procedure and protocol because this is very unacceptable and it's very uncomfortable. You understand what I'm saying? So they ended up actually firing him because he did another training and did it again. Mm-hmm. So they fired him at a, as a client. He wasn't able to come to Brazil no more. And then they came up with their procedure or protocol. Uh, I think it's maybe, uh, I think they give you like two chances or something like that. But that was the craziest thing that I had ever experienced. And it just taught me the audacity. Like, how can you come in a place, a professional place, and expel yourself like that? Like, that, it was just mind-blowing to me. And so I opened up my studio. The only way that you can get, now you can come get a chest, a back, shoulders, legs, any of those. But in order for you to get a Brazil man, you have to be an established client or you have to be referred by somebody that's in our database. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, just because. You weed out a lot of people. You build it no more. Like, it's just me and my coworker, and you're not about to just come pull out your wee wee and think you're about to do whatever you want to do in here because a decent sized male clientele. And we don't have any issues. We have a lot of couples. We got swingers. We got a lot of people that bring stuff in. So, and I had, I had to come up with some kind of way because I didn't want my good male clientele to have to miss out because of some jerk. Right. Yes. It's always the rando that comes out of nowhere with the weirdest questions. It's like you can kind of weed them out over the phone sometimes. But yeah, I feel bad for people who got trauma around that. Yeah. So I mean, it has worked out very well. We have, so that works for us. Dang, that's definitely a horror story, though. <laughs> Girl, it was weird for sure. So, <laughs> on a brighter note, though, I don't know if you heard my answer for this, but I'm going to ask you first. We're going to move on to the I'd Wax That segment. Which celebrity would you want to wax and why? Ooh, okay. Mm, what celebrity I want to wax? Hey, I want to wax all of them. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who would you want to wax first? Okay, I probably would want, but see, the thing is, I would say Beyonce, of course. Oh, that's a good one. I take that back. It's like a two-way street because Beyonce really doesn't do a lot of advertising. You see what I'm saying? Like, when was back for Chloe, I was listening on the radio. They was giving, they was like kind of, you know, kind of upset with Beyonce for not promoting Chloe, you know, her artist. Uh, I think she sold like 10,000 records or whatever like that. So that kind of made me like, of course, it'll be a dream because she's the queen. But if I want to whack somebody, I want somebody to be able to promote me as well. Mm-hmm. I like, I keep Beyonce like my back pocket, you know, like I want her in my clientele. But I kind of would like to whack Cardi B. That's my answer too. <laughs> I just kind of like whack Cardi B. I don't know who, maybe like, okay, Cardi. Maybe Pretty D. Oh, my gosh. She would be hilarious. Cause I'm, I'm trying to think of it. It definitely got to be a two-way street. Like, I want to ask a celebrity, but then I want to be able to be promoted as well. Yes. You want them to tell people. Yeah. I know another esthetician that I met at the Skin Games. She is a celebrity waxer. And me and her was talking. She has a lot of private clientele, too, that she does. 
So I how like her how she moves like low key with the clientele, but also got some that would promote her as well. I love that. I feel like that's kind of uh, one of my goals. That's that's goals. <laughs> For sure. I like the way you think though. These people in Jacksonville, I'm gonna have to get reach out to some promoters or something like. But you know, I, you know that's the way I think that I'm gonna talk to the other girl too that do celebrity. Like, how do you even kind of get into that market? Exactly. I was going to ask you her name after we got done, honestly. So, because I want to pick her braid too. With our business, it's not like hair. You know what I'm saying? It's very big for celebrities. Because I know she she said she had to sign like a non disclosure contract and stuff like that. But how do you even break into that industry? So, you got to know people. I mean, and then honestly, yeah, because you're right. Because it's like, even if they come to your city, you still have to make sure that their hair is long enough. So, they have to know in advance. Yeah. And then it's such a private area. You know what I'm saying? You're like, what girl, that's who cool the ass talk. You know, we're professional, but you know, people look at all that type of stuff. Yeah. Like, we have friends. They're like, girl, I can't let you wax me, girl. You can't see me. I'm like, girl. And I had one. Same thing. And she's like, I can't let you see me, girl. So she went somewhere and got jacked up. And then guess what? She was like, can you look at it? No. No. I can't look at it. Remember you? (laughs) Remember you? Look at it. No. You should have stayed with me in the beginning. So, but that's probably, I'm going to put that on my little list, talking to you now to see if not for this year, next year, how can I break into the celebrity world? I mean, I definitely think that being a two-time Brazilian Wax winner is going to make it a lot easier and more attractive for celebrities to come to you, for sure. Wait, okay. I got another one that I want to... It just clicked in my mind. Another one that I want to wax. Okay. I want to wax Young Miami. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes, that's perfect, actually. That's perfect. That's perfect. When she did, I don't know if you watch her podcast, but I can't remember who she was talking to. Uh-uh. But she was saying that, oh, girl, uh, I tried to do ways in that one time. I can't. Mm-mm, that's the pain. It's too painful or whatever. Like, I saw that. You got to change her mind. Yes. Uh, she talked to So, yeah, I think definitely she'll be at the top of my list. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Because, you know, if she has a good experience, she's going like, to be like, okay, well. I actually changed my mind. <laughs> she don't talk like that, but you know. Yeah, for sure, yeah. So yeah, I'll take that. She'll be at the top of my list now. This has been an amazing conversation. I'm sure everybody listening has gotten so many gems from you and good tips from you and if nothing else, motivation and inspiration from you to know that they can grow and do it too, even if they feel like they're starting from the bottom. So thank you so much for your time today. Yes. I've enjoyed it, and if you need, I'd like to be a future guest. I got some products and stuff that I'm working on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I foresee us talking again very soon. <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. So can you tell the people really quick before we go where they can find you on social media? Yes, yeah, so social media, IG is Leader of the Wax Gang, G-A-N-G. It's all one word. I am on Facebook. We're still working on our Facebook business page, but we do have a website, thewaxandspajacks.com. So IG and the website are the two best ways to contact me as I'm now. Lovely, lovely. Awesome. Well, thank you again and have a wonderful day. Wax gang in this thing. <laughs> I love it. Hashtag. <laughs> Bye, my love. All right, take care. Bye-bye.
we can get social too. Follow us on Instagram at WaxAboutIt or Facebook at WaxAboutIt. And, uh, you know, we can wax about it. <laughs>